we sought to find was a contemporary world in which Lear was a bully, a dictator, someone who had not heard the word no for 20 years. Attend the Lords of France and Burgundy, Gloucester. I shall, I need. And the first thing he said to me was, would you please shave your hair off? And I knew exactly what he meant. Meantime, we shall express our darker purpose. Because I know I can look a bit like Santa Claus. <laughs> and I don't want that. I want to be uh, tougher than that. Simon, uh, you know, he's very humane, he's a very gentle man. And I, I think uh, I always felt like the second half of the play was in his sweet spot. But that the really difficult task is to play someone at the beginning who is feared. Now our joy, although our last and least, what can you say? To draw a third more opulent than your sister's speak? Nothing, my lord. The most difficult thing in the play is to make Cordelia saying nothing make sense. Nothing will come of nothing, speak again. We've all watched Lear and thought, oh, go on, just tell him you loved him. You know, it's, it's so much easier. You don't have to mean it, just tell him, you know. But she won't do it. She's not going to play the game. I think she knows just how great Lear was once and that that has disappeared as it becomes more of a dictatorship. She really believes it's the right thing not to flatter and pander to him like she's seen her sisters do. I feel so angry with Cordelia. If only she had just toad blind, none of this would happen. Oh, so he'd be living with her? He'd be living with her because he says, oh, I was hoping you'd look after me. We were very, very conscious not to go down the evil stepsisters route, you know, the sort of interchangeable Regan and Conorail. They're both nasty and they stand next to each other the whole time in sort of matching dresses. But I also think that Goneril's issue is quite, quite different from Regan's. He gives up everything and then he expects to come and stay in the Schlick Goneril's. They don't have a great relationship anyway. With a hundred guys in tow. Of course it's not appropriate. And yeah, why and would either of them want it? And why would he assume that that's okay? Regan... She's a clever one. She definitely uses the daughter-father flirty relationship brilliantly. And I think he finds that uh, very attractive. He's convinced that she is gentle and loving. And I think the greatest shock for Lear in the first half of the play is that Regan does not embrace him and bring him in. And it's she who really cuts him off and encourages Goneril to do the same. They throw him out into a storm. He's a very, very old man uh, with nowhere to go. It is, a, it is a totally brutal act. I think every actor who's played him must have thought, is he already suffering from some type of breakdown? And is he aware of it? And the Lear that I play, I think, is aware and the irrational anger is part of the, the frightening symptoms of the disease that he can recognise. I thought this looks suspiciously like the symptoms of dementia. I have a family of medics and my nephew who's at medical school found this article analysing King Lear's symptoms as Lewy body uh, dementia. And then I met a geriatrician 
and she pointed me in the direction of certain physical symptoms, which is actually the most useful thing. Lou body dementia is characterised by visual hallucinations, fluctuating confusion, so it comes and goes, and movement problems. It, it's related to Parkinson's, so there's a, a particular type of shake in the hand. They sometimes also get jerky movements, and they, their walking can become shuffling, and Simon wondered whether that was something he could bring into his interpretation. Leah suffers hallucinations, he sees dogs, he sees a mouse. Come, come, I'll button here. People lose their inhibitions, they do things that they wouldn't normally do, so taking clothes off in an inappropriate place, making sexual comments that in no other time in their life would they have behaved like that. I wasn't doing an exact replica, it's just that I thought Shakespeare, being the observer that he was, must have seen somebody, must have known somebody who suffered from what we would now call dementia. By foe and from the smell of guts of a British man. When he finally mentions the word mad, when he says to the fool, oh, let me not be mad, it's the first time he's said it, but he's been thinking of it for a long time. And I, I think the pain of losing one's mind and knowing one's losing one's mind is, is a, Terrible, terrible thing. He ends up with just the fool on the heath. And it seems to me that the play is about stripping away, about stripping away home and rank and status uh, and even sanity. And in that respect, also the great play about homelessness, you know, and about what it means to have nothing. Magnified all the more because these are people who've had everything. <laughs>